I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Missives from the World of Brass, Chapter 6, Lady Brass's Guide to Clues, from the desk of Lady Madeline Brass. Welcome to another episode of this quaint series in which I answer queries from our readers regarding the trade of consulting detective. After our last installment, we've received quite a collection of letters delivered right here to our door by the postman. How delightful to root about in a large canvas bag in search of a letter with legible handwriting on the envelope, which this one is not. Ah, at least this one has the address clearly printed. Dear Mrs. No. I have a title, dear. Learn to use it. Dear Lady Brass, there we go. I was inspired by your recent advice regarding the skills required for an amateur sleuth. Thank you. As I embark on my own journey as a detective, can you help me with a definition? A definition? Perhaps you need to consult a dictionary, not a detective. <laughs> she continues, what is a clue? And how will I know one when I see one? Yours sincerely, Nancy Gray Putnam. Ah, very well, Nancy. To begin with, one cannot know what a clue looks like, sounds like, tastes like, or any of its other properties because it can literally be anything. The ordinary, the out of the ordinary, the obvious, the obscure, the profane, or the sacred. Sometimes it is the very absence of any clues whatsoever that is the clue. A clue is the end of the ball of thread that you must follow to navigate the maze. It is the moment when your intellect begins the process of understanding. A clue can be something out of place, like the smell of perfume on a vicar's collar or a powdered residue in a glass. Or the sound of 
someone standing behind a door trying to decide whether or not to knock. You were referring to me? I heard your death step on the staircase on the way up. You heard that? Not to mention your breathing. <sighs> I've had a cold recently, and I didn't want to intrude. Too late. What do you want? I wanted to ask you, what are you doing? I am writing another of these columns you prescribed me to produce as an effort to promote my detective services. Oh, well done. Didn't think you'd continue with that. I don't know why I am. Honestly, self-advertisement is horribly déclassé and demeaning. Now, Mother, what are you writing about? One of my readers would like a definition of what a clue is. Oh, how splendid. Allow me to give you a variety to choose from. You'll note here an assortment of exotic weapons. Unusual, at least, we can say. That boot has a stiletto tip in its toe. Then there's this Spanish folding knife. A navaja, I believe. And that is a bola. As favoured by the gauchos of South America. This blade is of Asian origin. Ah, yes, the wavy blade. That's a crease, a Javanese weapon believed to have supernatural powers. Quite a wide geographical and cultural palette. Is that a katar? Katar? An Indian punch dagger. I suppose it might be. Each found at a different crime scene in and around London in the last two weeks, and all, I believe, connected. So you believe our capital is under invasion by a consortium of gauchos? Spanish brigands, savant experts, and Javanese and Indian fighters. Really, mother? Really, daughter. You're telling me all of these exotic weapons are connected somehow. All in London, all in the last fortnight, a variety of crimes. Assassination, robbery, attempted arson, theft. Assassination? Attempted assassination. On me. I was undercover following up on Vincent Law when this cheeky little fellow came at me wielding the guitar. It is an unusual blade. Did he know how to use it? He did, rather. Good thing I was also armed. Do you think he was from the southern part of India? A Tamil, perhaps? He was not. Irish, I believe. What makes you think that? What he said, mostly. Which was? Ow! And... Oh! And... Take that, you witch! And... That's me done for! And... That's all he said. Before. Ah. He was trying to kill me. I'm glad he didn't. So, an Irishman with an Indian blade. Part of the pattern. A couple of actual foreign fighters. Cyril faced down a gaucho, apparently. But the rest were common ruffians with uncommon weapons. Where's the crease from? The antiquarian. Ugh, that awful man. I went to see him on a hunch. He said he'd had a visitor who left it with him. I pity his poor visitor. The stiletto boot. Savat, I'm thinking. Mother, I believe all these weapons trace back to one person. One person? Who? The Angel of Blood. Who? I expected that to mean something to you. Should it? I was 
was rather counting on your photographic memory and endless research into criminal chronicles. My memory is not photographic. Don't exaggerate. Your memory is certainly flawless regarding every one of my transgressions, domestic or otherwise, going back to infancy. Hush. You say all of these are clues leading back to a mysterious nemesis of some sort named... The, the Angel, Angel of Blood. Of blood. <laughs> She's new to town, it seems. Certainly new to me. A woman, you say? That's what I've gathered. A refreshing change to have a female crime boss. I don't count that as a blow struck for our sex. I'm doing what I can to learn more about her. Personally, my dear, I suspect a red herring. Angel of blood. Sounds less like a criminal and more like an opera. It's the lead I've got from the clues I've gathered. If you've no interest in this case... I just don't see a case. Yet. Feel free to keep me apprised of any progress you make, however. All right, I shall. I suppose I'll take these with me then. Good hunting. Oh, and Gwendolyn? Yes? How many of these guides to our readers am I expected to write? One a month. For how many months? Until, dear mother, we start to see an uptick in your business. What an unpleasantly opinionated child she can be. Now, where was I? Ah, yes, clues. A clue is the sign that things are about to get interesting. Purely as a hypothetical, let's consider the collection of clues provided by my daughter. If we were to believe her unlikely hypothesis that all of these weapons were linked to one criminal boss, what conclusions could one possibly draw from such an exotic arsenal? Well, one would be that our criminal boss was able to instruct her hirelings in the use of such weapons. It is counterproductive to arm henchmen with weapons they don't know how to use. For a Javanese crease is not an Indian katar. These blades are as dissimilar as the cultures. Each has a fighting style unique to its form, and if you fight without knowing it, you fight at disadvantage. The instructor would have had to have studied not just the Spaniard Brigante's cut and thrust, but the Javanese Amuko warriors. She would need to know how to throw the gaucho's bowler and demonstrate a savant master's kicks, a master of not one fighting form, but a... Oh my. I think I might have a bit of a case in front of me. <laughs> That's what a clue is, my dear Miss Gray. Suddenly something steps forward and lets you know you don't have a mystery. You have a case. And now I'm on it. Lady Brass's Guide to Clues was performed by Kate Cray as Lady Brass with Catherine Grant Sutty as Gwendolyn Brass. It was written and directed by John Longenbaugh with original music by Bruce Monroe and edited by Catherine Grant Sutty. To listen to more of The Adventures of Brass, find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please, do consider posting a review. It is such a pleasure to hear from our listeners.